What's better than free money? How you choose to spend it, of course. Right now, open a new CQ checking account and we'll give you $250 to spend however you like. Upgrade those headphones, splurge on concert tickets, or maybe upgrade to ad-free streaming. The choice is yours. And extra cash isn't all this credit union offers. Do your banking, build credit, and invest in your future. All with CQ. Visit CQMD.org today. That's S-E-C-U-M-D.org today. Hey there, hi there, ho there, it is the Quailcast. I am Carell so very glad you are joining me on this Friday, April 16th, just two days away from the Dorian's TV Toast, I'm sorry, Dorian's Film Toast 2021, this Sunday, 5 o'clock, there's a 4.30 pre-show, so 4.30 Pacific Time, uh, 7.30 Eastern, so no matter where you are in the country or the world, you can watch it at Revry, R-E-V-R-Y dot TV, they have an app, they're on Roku, they're on Samsung, they're on Apple TV, there is no reason. It's free. You don't have to sign up for anything. You can just watch. It's going to be right on their channel. Uh, if you want to find out all the places they're at, go to reverie.tv, R-E-V-R-Y, or download their app. Uh, no matter what app you're on, no matter what platform, you can download the Reverie app and you can watch for free. Uh, and this is Sunday at 4.30. Me and a whole bunch of film stars and producers and directors and writers uh, and just all kinds of people. Three hours, it's clocking. Two hours and 36 minutes. Three hours with commercials. So, uh, yes, come and watch Sunday. Uh, that's if I, I have not seen it, by the way. Uh, it is currently being output as we speak. It's due uh, today, end of day, to Reverie. And uh, I'm hoping that happens. <laughs> but you watch uh, Sunday at 4.30. It'll, it'll be there somehow by hook or by crook. Uh, and please, it's Revry, R-E-V-R-Y. I can't stress enough how much I want you to watch. I'm proud of the last one we did, and I'm proud of this one that we did it on no budget. If it weren't for Randy Radar and, you know, one other uh, source of income for the show, uh, Stoli, actually. Um, and Randy Radar gave actually almost as much as Stoli. Uh, if it weren't for those two things, I don't even know how we would have done this. And then just a lot of people giving us discounts and, and uh, just really, uh, you know, coming to the table. Uh, and, you know, presenters and, and winners just submitting videos for us. Uh, just very honored uh, that all of these people took the time to do this. There's, there's 200 pieces of video. Uh, oh, my God, what a monumental. You know, now that we're at the end of it, I'm just like, oh, my God. And it's, but we're not. Uh, there are press releases going out. Getty Images is going to need screen captures. I got a lot to do this weekend. Uh, but you got to watch uh, because it's great fun and it's growing and it's getting bigger. And I want you to be in and watching it from the get-go. It's at reverie.tv. It's called the Dorian's Film Toast 2020. It's airing this Sunday, 4.30 for the pre-show and 5 o'clock uh, for the um, uh, main show. You know, in the pre-show, I cut out a gun rant. Uh, not a rant, but a, 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 I started, for some reason, when I was standing below Mandalay Bay, uh, and I, I said, welcome to the Dorian's, you know, pre-show. We've got a great show for you. And I was all hyped, you know, all hyped about, you know, the Black Donnellys are about to perform. Um, and then when I turned and, and saw the Mandalay Bay right behind me and I said the Black Donnellys, I turned around and I said, you know, we have had like this inordinate, just, just this extraordinary amount of gun violence in the last, well, forever, which is what I said exactly on the show. 
Uh, but really in the last like month or two or three, um, and we've had this, this huge amount uh, of gun violence. And just this morning, or last night, I guess, while we were slumbering, eight people were losing their lives and their crime where they worked at FedEx. That was their big crime. They went to work at FedEx that night, and now they're dead. Eight of them, eight, ripped, just ripped. And when I stood below Mandalay Bay uh, and began the, the Dorian's uh, pre-show, which airs at 4.30 this Sunday, I just said, look, we, we can't keep talking about this. We have to make a change, a huge change, a big change. We can't, you know what, there is no need to have automatic, semi-automatic, or any gun that can be modified to be, there is no reason to have a gun that takes more than six bullets. Okay, I mean, really, there's just, you're right, you're right, you're right to have, you're right to have, you're right to have. The number one right we have is the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of, of happiness. Those are the rights and the truths that we hold to be unalienable. The rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. There, it's in the founder's manual. Life comes first. The second amendment is an amendment. But we, the people, that comes first. And the founders thought that life came first. And so this notion that there is even a gun debate going on is get the hell rid of them. Why? Not because they're bad. Guns are not bad. Guns are neither good nor bad. They are inanimate, inanimate objects that just sit there and don't do a thing until somebody touches them. So it takes a person touching a gun for a gun to actually become a bad thing or a good thing. Either a gun's a bad thing or a gun's a good thing. And the, the way that the gun becomes a bad thing or a good thing is the person that picks it up. And it appears with resounding evidence that Americans in particular can't handle guns. So it's not that, you know, oh, a gun is a bad thing and that's why you want to get rid of it. No, a gun is just a thing. It's like a teapot. It's like a chest. It's, it's, like, it's, it's like a clock. It's like, you know, a gun is just a thing. It takes intent to make it into something. But because Americans have proven time and time again that they are simply not mature enough, educated enough, grown up enough, or peaceful enough to handle guns, it is in the best interest of you and I to keep our life and our liberty and our pursuit of happiness to get rid of them because Americans can't handle them. And don't give me all this, well, criminals would still find a way to get them. We've tried it your way. We've tried it your way so much that now if you go to work at FedEx, you could die. If you go to work anywhere now, you could die. If you're black, the chances of you being killed by a gun are one in a hundred. So the notion, you know, and so when I stood there under Mandalay Bay, knowing that someone had broken open those windows right up there and started killing people right down here, maybe 
you know what? Am I going to be out on the strip doing a stand-up or, or, you know, just doing something and get shot? People are. Am I going to be in a Costco or, you know, a, 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 a Sprout supermarket and get shot? People are. And can you guarantee me that I'm not? No. Well, then that means that you're depriving me of my life and my liberty because liberty, liberty literally means to live free of someone else's oppression. That's what liberty means. And so I don't have liberty and you can't guarantee my life because Americans can't handle guns. So maybe we need to rethink and not in small ways. In huge ways. Get rid of handguns. Get, get rid of all guns. And then make them all by permit only. You know, Australia has the best gun laws. You can have a gun in Australia. You got to go through some permitting. And if you have a shotgun, you have to live someplace where you actually hunt things. And you have to prove that you hunt things by registering your kills. And if you need a hand, you can't get a handgun for self-protection in Australia. Period. Why? Because they had a massacre where 86 people were killed and that was it. They put an end to it. They haven't had a huge one since. With us, it's another day, another eight dead, 10 dead, four dead, three, two, one. You know? It is sad. And we got to be the laughing stock of the world now. I mean, we really do. Other countries got to be. Americans are idiots, ain't they? They are just butchering each other like pigs at a slaughter. And, you know, ain't, they ain't doing crap about it. But we don't do crap about anything. We now know that Donald Trump not only had help by Russia, but he was probably installed by Russia. And yet his legitimacy as president is not even questioned. You know, it's a Friday, and I got the Dorians coming up, but there's some horrific news. We got the Chicago PD, okay? Re- did, did y'all hear this, see this video of this kid, 13 years old? unarmed, shot, killed. Every day now, it's a mass shooting and a cop shooting. Every day. Is that life, liberty, or the pursuit of happiness on the parts of black people? No. And and who's to blame for that? Cops, directly. Directly. They're directly to blame for killing these people. And as for us killing each other, that's just because, A, We're not nice people in America. We're not nice. We're just not a nice group of people. Nice people don't kill people. Nice people don't deprive people of housing, clothing. Nice people don't let people sit in the dark because they can't pay a utility company. Nice people don't hold $1,400 checks out like dangling carrots to gather votes. And then once you're elected, forget that people still need money. You know what? Nice people, we're not nice. My friend Brandon said, what if we find out that we are the outcast of some race, some, some space, you know? He said, the worst thing we could find, the most scary thing we could find in space, what do you think it is? And I said, us. And he said the exact same thing. If we are probing space and we find another colony of, of us, of humans that used to live on planet Earth, but then left the dregs of us here, and escaped. <laughs> yeah. Because we're the dregs now. We are the dregs. We won't fix this. 
We don't care that kids die. We don't care that just people going to work at FedEx die, that people at concerts at Mandalay. We didn't care that people were dying of COVID. People still don't care that people... COVID's on the rise here in Las Vegas. Positivity is now up to almost 6% from 4. Deaths are climbing. New infections climbing. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. Every country. There's a wave coming again. And these will be variants. And what are people doing? Going back to work. Open it up. Do it all. Okay, go ahead. Don't mean I got to play ball with y'all. My friend Daniel's in town. I know he's going to want to go out to very public places. I ain't going. And yes, I've had both my vaccines. I'm not going. Not if it's crowded, crowded. I'll go to a casino. I will. If, you know, I went into Bellagio the other day to film and I was safe. No one got within six feet of me. There's huge ceilings, lots of ventilation. I didn't touch anything. I was in a mask. Uh, so I'm safe. I didn't get COVID. I went through Bellagia. I went through the Conservatory of Flowers. You know, this was back when I was filming. So I'm fine. And I, and I walked on the strip and I didn't get the COVID. So I'm good. So I will go out there, but, but not. I'll do it before June 1st when we go to 100% capacity. 50% is bad enough. So I, I actually wanted to talk to you today about, uh, and it really is, I guess it's the theme. You know, everyone's worst fear is realized when they hear those gunshots go off. They know, you know, we, we all go through our days with this like, yeah, it happens, but it's, you know, the chances of it really like happening to me, you know, it's very slim. The chances of it like being at my grocery store or my post office or my, you know, whatever, it's just, it's really slim. And we tell ourselves that every day. You know, the chances of that happening to me, that's why we allow it. Because we all believe, you know, yeah, it happens, but the chances of it happening to me, uh, you know. And I got to tell you that we will all have to face that fear one day because it will happen to you. Sooner or later, someone around you will have a gun and be acting crazy with it. And facing a fear that you know actually is real, that there's a real chance that this could happen, it's hard to do. I know because I know this is going to sound trite compared to gun violence, but Ember has a a chipped tooth and they don't know if it's giving her issue or not, but they do know there's more tartar on that side than on the other, which means she's probably chewing less on the side with the upper chipped tooth her upper right back tooth. So because of the tartar and the chip, they of course want to do a dental and that means anesthesia for like an hour, you know, they're under. And she is young, and she is healthy, uh, and, uh, and she was obviously under anesthesia when she got fixed as a puppy, so, you know, she's lived through it before, and yet, because you hear all the, stor- the horror stories, you know, dog dies under anesthesia while going for dental cleaning, because you hear all those horror stories, my fear monster inside has me almost crying every day because I feel like I am, if anything goes wrong, I'm to blame. I don't have to have it done. I mean, she doesn't appear to be in great pain or anything. I mean, she still chews. But the vet is telling me, look, she's getting tartar. We need to get that away so it doesn't cause a gum problem. And we need to look at that tooth and see if it needs to come out. Now, this is a vet that I trust. And, and he feels that this is something that we must do. Not urgent like 911 do, but, you know, do over the next few months. So I made the appointment for June 2nd, Wednesday, June 2nd. And I, I already feel like she's never coming home. And that's my fear monster. 
that's the fact that Pippa died in my arms, that Andrew died in front of me, that almost everything I've loved, I've lost. Um, and so I, of course, think that everything has to end in tragedy. Now, I, believe me, I've been to the psychoanalyst. I've been to the psychiatrist. I've done the drugs, not done the drugs. I, believe me, I know what my fear monster does to me. So, you know, I ride a motorcycle with her. And her chance of being injured on that are about the same as her dying under anesthesia. And yet I think nothing about putting her on the motorcycle with me in her bag and she is secured and she has goggles and whatever. But here in Las Vegas, our chances of being hit, I mean, we see accidents every day. So would she survive that? Maybe the bag is reinforced. She is in a harness that's latched inside the bag. So maybe, but I don't know. And I might, you know, who knows if I would. And we all know, as, and I am a biker, and I, I will always be a biker, but we are the first to acknowledge that riding them is more dangerous than driving. But somehow, even though she bears the same risk of being injured with me on the motorcycle that she does as not coming out of anesthesia, I am okay with one and not the other. And that's how we all are with different things. You know, none of you think you're going to get be a victim of gun violence. So you're not worried about it. You're not like stressing over it. Because if you were, you'd do something. I am doing something about my stress over Ember. Every day, I look, I'm looking at her now and saying she's going to be fine. She's healthy. She's going to get through it just fine. And her teeth will be fixed. And it will be wonderful. And I'm, and I'm changing the whole, oh, my God, what if she dies under anesthesia? I'm changing that dialogue in my brain to she is healthy, she is younger, and she is going to, you know, dogs go through this every day. And uh, Sadie's been through it twice. My friend Hannah's cat's been through it twice. You know, people I know, their pets have gone through it and been just fine. She is not going to be the exception. The, she's going to be the rule, whereas she's going to come out of the anesthesia. And I keep changing the dialogue in my head and as i do i'm also appreciating her more like that's right she's my healthy little girl and she's going to be great we have to change the dialogue in our head when it comes to guns we have to stop acting like it's not going to happen to you it is only a matter of time it's happened to me i have been shot at you know, the, I have heard gunshots in my neighborhood. When I was a kid, I had a gun put right to my head when I was 18 years old while being robbed. So I have seen guns pointed at me. You know, I have been in a bar where someone yelled, run, they've got a gun. You know, a gay bar back in the 80s. So, you know, I'm telling you, I know what it's like and I know that it's just a matter of time before you're in some situation where this happens. So you have to rethink it. You can't say, oh, it's, you know, just like me. I can't say, okay, it's okay to take her on a motorcycle in Las Vegas. That's okay. I'll assume that risk. But something that might be bothering her that is definitely chipped uh, and a tartar buildup, which could lead to gum disease later. I, I, I claim to love her, but I'm not going to let her go through that because she might have a problem with the anesthesia when most dogs don't. That's irrational. You can have fear, but make sure your fear is rational. You should fear being shot by a gun in America. 
You should actually fear that. And, you know, you should probably fear car accidents more. 35,000 people a year die in those. The same as from guns. Or they're, you know, they're right around each other. And so you should fear that someone you love might use a gun to kill themselves since that's one of the top uses of guns. You really, sh- if someone you know is, you know, mentally unstable or in a depression and they have a gun, you, you should be afraid. That's not irrational fear. That's actually rational fear. My fear of ember and anesthesia is a rational fear. It does happen, but you can't let it become irrational. And we need to respond more. We need to respond to our fear. But see, you don't have it. You don't have a fear that you will be shot with a gun. I've lived with that fear my entire life being gay. Just walking down the street, gays have been targets. So I have lived with the fear of being shot a lot. So when you live with that fear, you know that it's real, that it happens. You know, when I moved out of Park Howard in Long Beach on 7th Street, just about six months later, in the alley where Ember and I walked every day was a mass shooting at a, at a, behind a nail parlor. You, you saw it in the news. It was on 7th Street in Long Beach, a mass shooting. There was like five or six people. I know that if I lived there and that had gone on, I would have run out to help. I would have got, you know, we could have been in the, it happened at a time when we could have been out. Walking down, unfortunately for me, walking down that alley, getting Ben and Jerry's down at the corner liquor store. Because <laughs> it was $6 a pint, but hey, a little walk. I exercised a block down, a block, no, I weighed 310 pounds, but but I could have been in that alley getting me the Ben and Jerry's when the shots would ring out because they, they did. Just at the foot of my alley from where I lived. Oh, no. You being involved in gun violence in America is a given. You need to fear it. And when you fear it, you'll do something about it. Well, what are you doing about it, Crow? I stay very vigilant. I am always aware that someone could have a gun. Always. I am always, in my brain, I'm like a cop. I always think like they could be armed. When they're yelling at a grocery store or when someone walks in looking all shady or when you see a car driving by and the driver's giving you a what for just a little bit too much, oh no. I always assume these people could have guns. Well, do you have a gun? I do. I do. And I don't want one. I don't want one. You know, I really don't, but I live in Nevada, okay, an open carry state, and someone could walk right up to my door, you know, with a gun. So when I first moved here and I was alone, you know, just me and Ember, no friends, you know, I got a gun because I didn't know anybody. I knew, I didn't know anything. I had never been here before. To me, I felt like I was staying in the wilderness. And if you go, and I go to the wilderness, by the way, with Ember and with Tyler, And yes, if you don't bring some sort of protection out with you to the wilderness, like when you're going out for hours into the hills, then you haven't seen the hills have eyes. But it's a six-shooter. It's a a a snub-nosed revolver. It's not going to go on any mass killing sprees. And if they became illegal, I would gladly give it up. Gladly. I would. I wouldn't fight for it at all. I'd say, no, here, have it. So we need to rethink because the, the, the danger, the fear, it's, it's, it's real. It should be real. 
You know, I bet the people that went to work at the FedEx last night, they, they in their minds, they, you know, they work near an airport, so they're like, oh, yeah, there could be something. But they never thought that there would be something, not at their office. This is the, new, this is the normal that people talk about getting back to. I want to get back to normal. I want to get back to life. This is the life that people want to get back to. I don't know about you, but this ain't a life worth going back to. I'd rather us go back on lockdown where there were no mass shootings, no school shootings. There's already been a school shooting. Now there's been like five mass shootings in the last just 10 days. I'd rather, it appears that the epidemic isn't just COVID. It's guns, gun violence. Because when we were on lockdown, there wasn't any. And then you let people go back into the... And why? People still had guns. During lockdown, people could have killed each other, first of all, or they could have gone out and still caused mayhem with a gun. They didn't. Why not? Did we ever think of that? Why, during lockdown, weren't, all, weren't there all these shootings? There's a couple epidemics going on. That's why. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I am Carell, and I want you so badly to watch the uh, Dorians this Sunday, starting at 4.30 Pacific time on Reverie, R-E-V-R-Y. It's available so many ways. You can just go to Reverie.tv. That's Reverie.tv. And first of all, you can watch it there. So with any browser, just go to Reverie.tv, and boom, there it is. 4.30 on Sunday for free. It's free. Uh, or you can download their app for Apple TV, for Roku, for everything. Uh, for you know all platforms, Samsung smart TVs, uh, it's Reverie, R-E-V-R-Y. And this Sunday at 4.30, uh, I'll be there. Uh, and I'll be there until 8 o'clock. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that, that's a wonderful, marvelous thing. All right, I just got the final track of one of the songs. So yeah, that was the noise you heard. Uh, it's, the, it's the one I wrote with Morgan called Look Into the Light. I'm very happy. Um, so, um, yeah, we need to change our, our perception, (laughs) you know, we, we really, we need to change our perception. It's like I do with, with Ember. I need to change my perception. I need to believe she's going to be okay from the anesthetic and that I will pick her up and she will come home and be groggy. And then we won't ever have to go through anything like that again. Um, you know, I mean, I have to believe that. Now, do I believe it? I don't, but I'm going to convince myself of it before now in June 2nd. Because what's the alternative? I feel like I'm giving her a death sentence, and now we know when she's going to die? That's, that's just stupid. Especially since my heart could freak out, or I could be on the scooter and fall, or something. You know, I mean, so I, I just got to let that go. It's a, it's a fear based in some reality, but you, you got to let that go. That's the kind of fear based in a reality that you have to let go. Like if you need to go under the, for anesthesia, you, you can't think you're going to die from the anesthesia. Yes, you should probably have the forms in case you do, but, but you can't think you're going to. You have to believe you're going to make it. And that's our problem with these guns. We, we think we're going to make it. Oh, well, you know what? It's not really going to happen to me or my family. And you know what? We're going to make it through this. They'll go down or they'll find a sol- we're not going to make it as a country if we keep letting each other kill each other with, with mass violence like this. I mean, it's just, it's not, it can't, it's not sustainable. We're not going to make it as a nation if we can't trust the police. And I don't know about you, but I no longer trust the police. I'm sorry, all you good cops out there, but the, the, the video today, you know, shooting a 13-year-old, 
oh, I thought this was my taser for that other one. And Brianna Taylor, now the guy that shot Brianna, one of the cops has a book deal. He's going to make money off the dead woman that he helped put in her grave. It's until we just get rid of all that. I'm telling you right now, we ain't surviving as a nation. We're certainly not going to survive and thrive. So I don't know about y'all. I just want to survive. I want to live. Like Chad Michaels says in our show this weekend. Yes, Chad Michaels is in it. Oh, all kinds of people are in it. Harry Hamlin. I got to introduce Harry Hamlin. How fun is that? I've had a crush on him since Making Love and uh, Clash of the Titans. He's in the little shoe, our little shoe that we have. Uh, hopefully that we have. I'll see if I get a link. Uh, so I am Carol. Be who you want to be. Uh, so long as it doesn't hurt anybody. Thank you. There's a new Patreon subscriber. Uh, and thank you. I, I don't know. I don't want to embarrass them and say their name on air, but you know who you are. You signed up yesterday. Thank you so much. Uh, four ninety nine uh, a month. Thank you so much. Uh, and uh, if you're not a Patreon subscriber, you should be. It's patreon.com forward slash K-A-R-E-L. And then, of course, my website, reallycorel.com. And YouTube is where you subscribe, youtube.com forward slash reallycorel. All right, that does it for me this Friday. I'll be back on Monday. I do hope on Sunday you watch. I hope we have a show to give you. I hope I get the file. <laughs> if not, I don't know what you'll be watching at that point. I really don't. If it, But it'd be something. 